AMAC, choosing the best advocacy and benefits group at random can end up, you know, not being the way to go. They don't have your best interest in mind all the time. The group I recommend is AMAC. It stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. It stands head and shoulders above the competition. For one thing, you're going to get the wealth of great benefits that you would expect to get with other groups baked into the cake. But on top of that, you're joining a group that will be an advocate for you, fighting for the things that you believe in and a powerful force in Washington standing with you. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight become a member today the benefits are great the cause is greater join now at amac.us slash beck that's amac.us slash beck amac is better better for you better for america Glenbeck program. Hello, America. It's Friday. We've got a lot going on, uh, especially here in Texas. We'll, well, I, I will tell you, um, there's going to be a brawl. There's going to be a brawl on yes, this show, is. and yes. it is. Uh, it's going to finally be settled in. Uh, well, in sixty seconds. Stand by. The Glenbeck program. Relief factor. Philip lives in uh, Minnesota, and uh, after a series of leg injuries over the course of several years, he found himself dealing with pain and stiffness that was debilitating. He tried a ton of different approaches to manage the pain. Nothing could quite get him to the point where he felt like he was living a normal life again. But thankfully, Philip listens to the show. Hey, Phil. Uh, it's how he discovered relief factor. He was skeptical at first, most people are, decided to give it a try, and within a couple of weeks, he says the pain began to disappear. At six weeks, he noticed that the pain was gone entirely, but also the stiffness that he had been feeling for years was gone as well. Philip got his life back. I got my life back. Try it. Try the three-week quick start. You'll know if it's going to start working for you within three weeks. And if it doesn't work for you, stop. If it does, do what I've done. Do what Philip does. You just keep taking it. And watch the pain go away. And you don't feel it in your system. It's Relief Factor. It's not a drug. Developed by doctors and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. I, I do because it works. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. So here we are in a uh, situation in Texas we should not be in. Uh, there is no reason why we're in this situation. Uh, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas uh, is the one that actually runs and oversees all of the uh, uh, all of the the power grid and all of the companies that are making power. And there's a problem there. There's a real problem there. Now, this is a is it a public private partnership? I mean, I know it's it's overseen by the government of Texas, 
but I think it's a private corporation. This is one of those things that no one in Texas knew existed until yep. this week. Yep. And now everyone is an expert on it. Yeah. Like everyone knows exactly what ERCOT was doing and how they screwed this up. Yeah. It's becoming the big uh, talking point down here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they the name reliability is is what it's what the r is yeah and, right? it's that, and they're not doing it <laughs> no. and I, I don't know if you've seen the the um the meetings the 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 uh, meeting that they had two weeks ago and the minutes of the meeting is absolutely unbelievable let me give you this um top officials at ERCOT, the texas council regulates the state electricity electricity grid spent uh, their time talking about the impending winter storm during the entity's board meeting last week. A recording of the board meeting from KSAT Channel 12 shows that the conversation went like this. Quote, one thing I want to say before we really get into the presentation is it's actually going to be winter here pretty soon. As many of you, those in Texas know, we have a cold front coming this way. We'll probably see our winter peak later this week or very early next week. The uh, operations have issued an operating condition notice just to make sure everybody's up to speed with their winterization and uh, ready for several days of pretty frigid temperatures to come our way. So. More on that in the next few days, but it does look like we're going to have a little bit of winter weather here to contend with over the course of uh, the rest of the week and into the next week. End quote. That was the entire discussion of winterization for the reliability council here in Texas. So they covered it. Yeah, they covered it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they covered it. And then they started talking about cowboy boots and, and everything else. It's fascinating. I mean, I... I <laughs> You know, I mean, there was a little bit of an issue uh, with <laughs> with power going out. And honestly, that's just one of the issues. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The electricity is one of the issues. I will say, I didn't lose electricity at all. My electricity was 100% reliable. We didn't even have it blink the entire time. Mine went is, out all the time. Ours didn't, which I don't yeah. know why. Maybe cause I've heard that, like, if you're near a hospital, if you happen to be in the same, they keep those up no matter yeah, what. So right, that may right. have been uh, the reason. But, like, uh, I will say... I did get uh, woke up. I woke up on uh, Monday morning mm -hmm. to a very loud alarm going off in my oh. home. Okay, uh, and I was like, "Oh, the kids must have like opened up the door before we turned the alarm off in the morning or whatever." Right. Uh, tried to turn the alarm off, didn't go off, which mm -hmm. has never happened before. Right. So we start looking around. I'm like, "Oh gosh, is there a fire? Like, what is happening?" Um, and uh, my wife turns around the corner and has this uh, interesting uh, thing happen where um, gallons of water are gushing from the ceiling. Oh, you now, got a new water a new waterfall. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I was like, did you put in a new uh, water effect? Like yeah. what what exactly? <laughs> right. Yeah, and it was kind of pouring through the alarm onto the floor. Ah. And what, what what happens, Glenn, when water comes up from your ceiling onto the floor, <laughs> it starts to build up. Uh, it, it, so there's inches and inches and inches of water uh, inside upstairs. your home. Really? While it's two degrees outside. Right. Which is really fun. So, so we couldn't take a shower one day, but you didn't have a problem with that. No, you I didn't have a problem at all. Right yeah, yeah, I could have just hopped in any time. So we go, we run around trying to figure out what's going on. I go up into the attic and mm -hmm. I realize there's a burst pipe. So there's a pipe in our house, which, by mm -hmm. the way, was insulated and is still bur burst somehow and is, is just spewing water all over the place. There's no local shutoff, but I do remember because I'm a homeowner, Glenn. Right. And I know one how to do one thing in the home. 
Turn the water off. Turn the water off in case of emergency. Right. It's the only thing I know Out how by to the do. street. Everything else, if the house goes on fire, I just let it burn to the ground. Right. I have no I have no ability to correct any other problem in this home right. except to turn the water off. Right. Luckily, there's snow and ice all over the ground. And, of course, the panel to do this uh-huh. is under the snow and the ice. Right. So that means digging through the snow and the ice to open up the little com- compartment uh, while water's just gushing into my house. And, of course... We were asleep, so we have no idea how long it was gushing into the house before the alarm went off. Right. It was a while, because right. there was a lot of water all over right. the place. Right. So I go out and I and I I open up the. I finally get the thing open. I, of course, obviously the the uh, the valve is frozen. Sure. So I can't turn it. Right. Uh, but so I eventually, you know, after a few minutes and a lot of swearing, mm. I'm able to actually get the thing turned. So I run in as the hero, of course, that I am. Mm-hmm. And I run into the house and I go upstairs and I look at the pipe and the water is still gushing out of the pipe. Wow. Now, I thought that was interesting because <laughs> yeah. I just turned it off. Right. But I thought to myself, you know, it's going to take a little bit because there's water gotta in the get, system. Got to get it out of the pipe. It's got to get out of there. So yeah. this is going to end any second. So I sat, sat, sat there and I just kind of stared at the pipe for 30 seconds and then like a minute and then like a minute and a half and two. And then I started <laughs> yelling at the pipe because right. i think if you yell loud enough at the pipe right it's did eventually... you use french did you speak uh, in any french i words? came up with all new words <laughs> all new, for this situation all new french words you did you have you asked and said pardon my french uh, yeah, I, was, I was respectful at the beginning right. to the pipe okay. <laughs> i will say that broke down <laughs> right okay over time quickly and uh, very quickly <laughs> yeah all right and it just kept gushing and gushing and gushing right. and gushing yeah 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 and i just i kept at, i said Turn, I kept screaming at it to turn off, which right. it would not do. It was you like not voice activated voice, at all. <laughs> no voice activated no. pipe. It's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so. Well, you're living in the Stone Age. So my wife uh, is calling uh, the the city. Uh, uh, and calling various random companies she's Googled. <laughs> right. Like, this is what you right. do in this situation. Right. And so I would say maybe 40 minutes later, uh-huh. we, the, the city gets out there and turns the water off. Hmm. So the water stops. At this point, I don't know, six, eight inches of water is mm. uh, throughout the house. And there's like, I'm trying to protect certain rooms like hoping that i can like save the room and then i, I lose that line you know like we just kept falling back right you know like right. retreating it's like normandy oh my gosh and <laughs> i'm like, like normandy like an idiot glenn you yeah. know just plastic bins just pushing water out the door like i, I have no defense there's like it's coming down at like you know it's probably 50 gallons at a any minute. time did you go eh no, I I <laughs> really? will say we we called the a company to come out. They come out almost immediately, which is amazing. I mean, I I can't believe they came out this fast. And they start cleaning the thing up and we were talking to the guy and he's like, "Yeah, he's like you'd be surprised how many people we get here and this is going on and the house is filling up with water and they're just sitting on the couch." They're just like <laughs> they're just like screw it and letting it happen. I was like an idiot doing everything I could to get the water out of the house. So eventually we get the thing all dried out. And, you know, I mean, it's but the house is a catastrophe. I mean, like it's going to be six months of of disaster. Yeah. Uh, We're going to, I'm sure, be moving out uh, to because, I mean, the entire floors of the entire house are going to have to be repaired. Mm -hmm. All the, you know, all the are are redone completely. Mm -hmm. It's going to be lose the house type of. uh, So, you know, here's the thing that uh, really pisses me off about this story. Uh, because I saw I saw what happened uh, mm-hmm. on Monday because uh, your your wife was, uh, you know, on Instagram immediately. Of course, she, yeah. she wasn't with the buckets. 
She was no, right she there. She was with, just taking pictures. She was and just taking posting. pictures mm-hmm. and posting. Yeah, and, and, so, and saving her. Uh, legitimately, we're in the middle of this. The water's still pouring through the roof, and you know, I've got. I'm setting up plastic bins. I'm bailing out water, and I come around the corner and I see her uh, wheeling in her Peloton. Like she's saving the stupid exercise bike. That is and, so funny. And I'm like, what? What? What are you doing? And then. All the all the dust settles, and I go into the room, and her Peloton is safe. That one was, well, I don't know if it was safe. I mean, it got water on it, so it probably isn't safe because it's got all sorts of electronics in it. But then next to it are her weights. Like the the, the, the rubber and metal things <laughs> okay. that you lift for exercise weights. She pulled those out of the room to save the weights. <laughs> of all things in the world it's the most resilient thing in the household it's like, metal and rubber yeah the picture's gone yeah, yeah everything yeah, else is screwed <laughs> but she's got the metal weight she got the metal weight yeah. so yeah uh, so was, so i'm watching uh i'm watching her i didn't see her pull the weights out but mm-hmm. you know she needed one hand uh you know for the phone and probably needed two hands for the weight yes. so i didn't mm-hmm. see that part uh but i i watched it and my first reaction well i should say my first reaction was oh my gosh poor Stu and yeah. lisa then my next reaction was wait a minute i have been doing construction in my house mm-hmm. and i've been renovating my house for about a year spent all kinds of money all i had to do was wait for a storm to burst a pipe (laughs) and it all would have been taken care of by insurance i'm ripped off i feel really ripped off right now i feel like the dumbest guy in the world because the my my next whatever three six months sound a lot like the thing you did by choice yeah which is yeah. uh that and paid for and paid for and paid for Sounds where terrible. all i had to do was wait for a stupid <laughs> burst pipe right so you pissed me off uh-huh you pissed me off yes thank you well you know what you pissed me off a little bit too oh really uh yeah uh, a little bit yeah because um as i said i turned the water off but the water didn't go off huh i well, how would that happen right, right? It doesn't seem possible did it, i just screw it up like very po- probably that was certainly my in probably. the moment in the moment was my explanation and you should go with that right. moment. yeah no because we learned later <laughs> that what happened was huh? it was the sprinkler line which huh. I guess is supposed to save our house from a fire and did a great job because no fire could have been lit at that moment, Glenn. <laughs> right. When the whole house was underwater, right, right. the fire wouldn't have burned it down, yeah. I don't think. Um, but uh, it was a separate line. So when you turn right. off the water, the one thing I knew how to sure. do in the house, it doesn't turn off the sprinkler of line. Not. Of course not. That would be crazy. Right. So You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. But you know huh. who did know that? I don't know. Who? You. I don't. What are you talking because about? Because you told me after the incident that someone came to your house from your neighborhood. Yeah. And said, hey, by the way. Right. Be careful with these sprinkler lines. Make sure you drain the sprinklers before uh, before the freeze because well, they can burst really easily. Right. And then Glenn had that information and locked it inside a little lockbox so that no one else would know. Well, So now I, he has a dry house and no one else thank you glenn well you're welcome did it slip your mind no it here's what i thought of i didn't even know i had a sprinkler in my house (laughs) in texas apparently you have sprinklers and you're you know like you have in offices you have sprinklers that pop out of the ceilings and it's like some Mm -hmm. law or insurance thing or Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is oh it's great it's great Uh, whatever it is it's fantastic wonderful i didn't even for two years i lived in the house i didn't even know we had sprinklers 
Then a friend calls me, I think on Saturday or Sunday, and says, Sunday would be the day before this happened to me, by the way. I just wanted to point out yeah, what could happen to was. me, too. And so he said, <laughs> Do you have sprinklers? And I said, uh, Yeah. And he said, Are they off? And I said, I, I don't know. I have no idea. How do you turn them off? What, what is that? So he showed me, he came over, and he and a friend came over, and they, they uh, helped me drain the lines. And I just thought, I mean, that's great. I don't know anybody with sprinklers in their house. I mean, have you ever known anyone with sprinklers in their house? No, I, you know, and I don't, they're not everywhere. I mean, but uh, you think, because what I find interesting about it is like, you look at that and be like, that's a great feature. What a great feature of a house. <laughs> it's really it's, not. It's adding to the safety of the house. Yeah, It's no. going to protect the house. No. No. It, it actually destroys the, opposite. the house. It destroyed the house. Yeah. We, we just built the vault over at Mercury One. And, you know, it has to have fire suppression in it. And it's all full of rare artifacts and documents. And right. they're like, well, let's go put some sprinklers in. We're like, no, right. <laughs> no. Yeah. And it's the same thing. I mean, it just sure. The outside of the building, maybe if it's steel, fine. But everything else is destroyed. It's all destroyed with the water. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and I, Glenn, so the company that we called that came out in an hour, uh, isn't it, we have friends who tons of friends who the same thing has happened to not just with sprinkler lines but all sorts of pipes bursting uh, and the uh, same company we called out that came out in an hour on Monday is now currently on a four week wait well Sarah apparently <laughs> had the same thing and after your incident, you didn't call Sarah and say you know what happened to my house am I right Sarah absolutely did you get a call from him Nope. Nope. Sarah follows my wife on Instagram. Right. Uh, she knows. That's the only way I communicate with people. My wife's Instagram post. But yeah, but yeah, it's true because like in this, the, the friends that we talked to today uh, had the same thing happen. We're not home. They were in Hawaii. They were like pulling a Ted Cruz. They like went on vacation yeah. uh, to avoid all this. Oh, that, those bastards. I'm going back to Ted Cruz on that. Oh, we got to talk about that. Bastard was not around while your pipes were leaking. Right. He could he have did, come over with a plastic container. never came by. Never came Ted by. Ted Cruz that never showed up. Bastard. Cleared zero water out of <laughs> right. my house. I had to do it on my what own. What else is he doing as a senator? I know. What else? Your job if is If you a can't sen- count a senator in for <laughs> bailing your house out or coming in and making sure that your fireplace is lit or whatever what is what good is he yeah and he was gone for a full night he 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 brought his kids down to cancun then he flew back the next morning god only knows i hope to god Stu, you say something because i'll bet you he was gone the night your water pipe burst i bet you're right and you know what as a u.s senator when power is out, heat is out, he should be going door to door with sticks and mashing them together to <laughs> Thank start you. fires. Thank you. That's what he should be doing. Oh, man. Well, you know, all of this happened because of, uh, well, an outdated system. We weren't prepared for global warming or cooling or whatever we're supposed to be. <laughs> Even though scientists say that's, that it's had nothing to do with climate change. That is total bullcrap. We'll tell you about it. And uh, the the attorney general, Ken Paxton, from the state of Texas, is going to be on talking a little bit about uh ERCOT, the uh, mm. the shady little organization that didn't uh, put weather stripping down on the doors of the uh, nuke factories. Okay, first let me stop and tell you about MyPillow. MyPillow.com MyPillow.com will give you a great night's sleep. A great night's sleep. Um, you can you can have the dream sheets, the Gaza dreams, uh, the Gaza, the Gaza dream sheets. This cotton's from Gaza, the Gaza Strip. That would be bad. 
It's like a crazy riot in your bed. No, this is the Giza dream sheets. The cotton from uh, from Egypt, which is the best, most durable and softest cotton in the world. Giza cotton, the dream sheets from MyPillow. Get them now. You can get two for one. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and check out the buy one, get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll find deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code BECK at 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117, or MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. Mm. So, Ocasio-Cortez is now saying that Texas shows us what happens when you, uh, when you don't have green energy. And, you know, I have to say, she's right. Uh, she is right. About this. About this, she is right. For the first time, she is right. Uh, because, I mean, Texas has all kinds of wind power and solar power and everything else. Uh, but um, it didn't work. And so when we say, you know, they didn't have green energy, she's exactly right because the windmills were frozen solid. The problem here is, is that Texas has gone progressive with its electric uh, electrical grid, with everything they're doing. They are cutting down on uh, coal and gas, and they're putting a lot of wind power in. Well, that's great. Unless it's not windy or apparently if it's cold. Now, if it's cold and you have air caught, <laughs> you're set. You are set because those things look so beautiful when they're at a full stop and they have icicles <laughs> hanging off of them. Uh, they didn't winterize them. You can winterize these things, but they, they didn't winterize them. Uh, so it's not a problem with us not having green energy. It's a problem that the the public private corporation in bed with the government and this mysterious shady corporation that nobody knows about which is run by a bunch of people who don't even live in the state one of them lives in germany so they're not suffering any of the consequences on this uh it's the fact that they didn't do their job this is the Glenn Beck program. Oh, but don't worry. Uh, I mean, we can always sue them. Oh, no, we can't. They're protected by the government, so we can't sue them. Isn't that great? Car Shield. If your car is going through problems, if it's going through winter right now, this is the hardest time on your on your car, on your engine. Um, and you can relax a little bit if you have Car Shield. Let's say you burst a pipe. You know what I mean? Happens all the time, doesn't it, Stu? Yeah, it does, Glenn, especially when people who are close to you and you work with don't don't help you with. Hey, by the way, your car, you might want to put some antifreeze in it. See there. I'm helping. Thank, thank I'm you. helping you out. Mm-hmm. When that check engine light goes on, uh, make sure that uh, you have car shield. <laughs> make sure that you have car shield. Something breaks down. Automotive repairs aren't cheap. You can end up paying thousands of dollars for some stupid computer chip. And the cost of the repair is more sometimes than the car is even worth. With CarShield, you don't have to worry about it. You get a 
you'll get a rental car for free. You've got roadside assistance. They take care of the bill. All covered repairs at carshield.com. Carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. Deductible may apply. Carshield.com. All right, blazetv.com slash Glenn is the place to go. To subscribe to Blaze TV, don't, don't miss it. You get 30 bucks off right now with the promo code Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. Bill O'Reilly's joining us in about a half an hour with a recap of the news of the week. Ken Paxton is our Texas Attorney General, uh, and this state is uh, in real, real trouble right now. We have got food sort shortages. Uh, we have all kinds of water damage, <clears throat> and we are just getting back online with our power grid. Uh, and the governor has uh, issued a statement yesterday that uh, he would like ERCOT, which is this weird oversight company uh, that uh, is supposed to oversee and make sure that our our electricity grid is stable and reliable. They completely dropped the ball. There's an investigation starting there. And we have Ken Paxton on the phone to tell us about that and so much more. Hi, Ken. How are you? Hi, good morning. It's been a tough week. Boy, you ain't kidding. Um, can you first explain quickly, and we've got so much to go through, um, and I, I don't mean to rush, but I, I want to make sure that we get to as much we can with you. Um, can you explain what the hell ERCOT even is? Okay, so ERCOT was, was put together back in World War II, and it was a bunch of Texas utilities that sort of coordinated so that they could use their excess capacity to send the industries along the Gulf Coast to help production for the war. So that's how it got started. And then after the war, they realized there were some benefits to working together. So they, they developed this this uh, network, which is lots of energy companies sort of working together to create power. And then they, they use their excess capacity in where it's needed. Okay. Um, obviously, that wasn't working. Um, and it, it, it is also the only the only power i don't even reliability system or whatever it is it's the only one in the country that has also uh litigation protection from the government so you can't sue this company what is this yeah well so this is a it's a it's an entity that the legislature oversees and also the the uh, public utility commission in texas which is appointed by the governor so i i believe if there is if there's some type of liability protection, if it's at least at the state level, the legislature could fix that this session. They could say, you know, you're, you're not you're not immune from liability. And is this a public-private partnership between the state of Texas and these energy companies? So it's it's an independent uh, nonprofit organization that is running on its own, but it's overseen by a state agency called the Public Utility Commission, which has three commissioners appointed by the governor. So they, that, that commission is supposed to oversee the operations of this independent 501c4 is what it is. Okay, so we are now, we're building all kinds of windmills uh, in the state. Uh, I don't know why we're, we're doing that. They're completely unreliable. That's not, it wasn't a, a weather problem with the uh or wasn't a wind problem with the windmills it was that they didn't they didn't weather strip anything uh you know ERCOT didn't do anything to get these things uh to protect them against a storm like this i have some sympathy for the 
for the against the argument of um, of we should we should be weatherized. We should have all of these things. No, this happens about once every 10 years in Texas. So we shouldn't right. have the salt trucks and the snow plows. It's a waste of money. But weatherizing our gas plants and our windmills seems pretty obvious. You know, it does seem pretty obvious because I think there are other parts of Texas that are not in ERCOT, like along uh, around Beaumont, East Texas, and also in El Paso. And I think they had almost no problems because guess what? They had winterized their, their plants. Is, is it so true? Know, we know it can work, and we know that you know other, other parts of the state that are not part of ERCOT did that. Is it true that uh, the that ERCOT did their winterization uh, on a Zoom meeting because of COVID? They they didn't actually do anything. They just did it on Zoom. You know what? I don't know the answer to that. That's part of I think what we're going to find out. We're, we've started in my office. We we get to have the opportunity to look at five hundred one c threes and five hundred one c fours. We've started our investigation to try to understand exactly what happened and why they weren't prepared. So these guys are making a boatload of money, uh, a boatload of money. The uh, board member, president, and CEO makes almost a million dollars a year on this. Uh, five uh, of the board members don't even live in the state. One of them lives in Germany, of all places. Um, and, and I just, I, I am for the free market, but this company uh, whatever it is, doesn't seem like the free market. It's not responsible for to anyone. It seems I don't like being in having any corporation in bed with a government of any government. What are you going to do? What 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 are the what are the plans here? I think the first thing is to figure out exactly what happened, which is why we've started we started the investigation, you know, a day or two ago to figure out exactly what. What are they doing? How are they doing it? I think this has been not so transparent to 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 us and to the citizens of Texas. We're going to at least create some transparency and find out how they operate and then make suggestions to the legislature as to what needs to be changed and move forward from there. But until we know exactly how they did this and why we have these problems, it's hard to say what the remedy is until we know what the what the problem what the real problem is. So can we are I mean, if Texas goes down, we lose the entire country. I know you know that in 2008, 9, 10, the recovery was mainly on the back of Texas. I think we created 60 yep. percent of all jobs in the country. Um, we can't go down um, if if we get into this green energy garbage. Uh, we're toast. Texas is Texas partly because a you're still free here. But you have cheap energy. Are, are, is, is the governor going to stand against this push for the Green New Deal? Because that's all anyone is talking about is how, yeah, I, how, our, I, how our, we're not prepared for the new world because we're not all green. Well, certainly Texas, <laughs> we're, we're all about uh, the most reliable source of energy, and we produce a lot of it in our own state. So we've looked at all sources of energy, but the reality is, we all know that right now these renewable sources of energy are not reliable and they're not cost efficient until they are. Um, I'm very confident that the legislature and the governor will not put their, uh, their full efforts into relying on, on unreliable sources of energy. What happened to our nuclear power plant? Why, why did, 
Why did the gas and the coal and the nuclear, what, what happened there? You know, I think it's the same problem. It doesn't sound like they winterized any of it. That's what's so shocking to me. It doesn't seem like it would be that expensive, given that other places do it around the country, including other places in Texas. So I think that's going to be one of the first questions that we're going to, when we do our investigation, we're going to ask, why did you not winterize when El Paso and East Texas and other parts of the country do that as a matter of course? It doesn't make any, it doesn't make a lot of sense unless you can tell us there's some, some reason we don't, we don't, we don't understand at this point. Is there anything uh, that the state can do? I mean, I'm so concerned about, you know, the price of plywood has gone from uh, $15 a sheet, regular plywood, to almost $40 a sheet. And that was before this happened. Uh, this is going to cost a fortune and also the labor to do it. I mean, there's all kinds of regulations on who can touch what. I mean, Stu has had plumbers out to his house, but because he had a fire suppression system, they can't do anything. They can't touch it. And it'll be months before they get to that stuff. Is there any kind of regulation that can be uh, safely cut to help people out? You know, that's a, that's a great question. I think that's something the Texas legislature and that the governor with his emergency orders could actually implement right now is to have a review of all all regulations affecting construction and maintenance of power plants and and other uh, electricity generation sources to make it less expensive and easier to upgrade these things so we don't have to experience this again so yeah i think there are definitely things that the state can look at doing to make it less expensive and more uh make sure it gets done more quickly Ken, I want to ask you, uh, uh, really, this is kind of a personal uh, question, uh, especially with the loss of Rush Limbaugh this week. Um, you know, yeah. Biden said, and I'm quoting, that his administration is going to focus on demented and dangerous white supremacists. But through critical race theory, uh, anyone who stands up for America and our traditional values is called a white supremacist. Th there, There is something approaching that appears to be extraordinarily dangerous i moved to texas and i moved my company down here a media company which is now the largest subscription uh, right-leaning media company in the world and it's based here in texas and i am terrified that and so is 90 percent of the talent that our voices are going to be squashed will texas stand against this craziness and stand for the first and second amendment absolutely and, and i have the same fear as you do both from the government from the federal government but also from technology companies yes so we're in the middle of fighting the biden administration already on, on immigration i expect that there will be more issues coming up including some related to free speech and part of the issue with these technology companies is that they are controlling platforms that are monopolistic and those monopolistic platforms are the gateway to a speech in our country. And so we've got serious issues with those companies as well. That's why we've got lawsuits right now against Google and potentially more lawsuits down the road. But as you can imagine, when you take on those forces, yeah. um, it, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of force that comes back. And Texas, uh, hopefully, isn't the only state standing up to fight these, these massive entities that may be trying to limit our speech. Are you, are you working with other uh, states to, to stand? I mean, I, I really think that it is our attorney generals and our states 
our governors, attorney generals and legislatures in the in the states that are going to have to stand up and say, this is a this is the, these are our lines and the lines are the the Bill of Rights. And I'm sorry, we are going to be a sanctuary state for the Bill of Rights. We will not go over the cliff with the rest of the country. Yes, and I think there are AGs that are going to stand up and fight. I'm, I'm concerned that we don't have the numbers that we've had in the past, but hmm. I'm certainly working behind the scenes to, to bolster that number and encourage other AGs to help us because I don't want it to be just Texas. We need help. There's the, oh, yeah. the forces against, against freedom are, are great, and I think that we need help. And how, can the pe- how can the people help you? What should we do? I think, that, I think the, they need to encourage their own attorney generals to get involved in the fight, to, to, to be involved in, in looking at what the Biden administration is doing, to be involved in these lawsuits against technology companies. And a lot of them are. So right now, that's, that's where the fight is for free speech. Ken Paxton, the attorney general of the uh, great state of Texas. Uh, Good luck on your ERCOT investigation, and we uh, look forward to having you back. Thank you. Thanks, Colin. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. What decisions are you going to look back on, say, in 10 years from now and think, man, did I really do that? I mean, how did I miss that? Bitcoin comes to mind. Financial decisions that you're making right now can reap benefits and dividends down the road. Now, one of them, one decision in particular that you can and should make today if you're a homeowner is placing a call to American Financing and letting their mortgage consultants do a free mortgage review for you. American Financing is all about you. They're not in the bank's pocket. They're not going to try to pressure you into something that the bank is trying to push. They're not going to charge you upfront fees or hidden fees. None of that. What they're all about is making sure that you reach the height of your financial potential. Maybe a refinance of your mortgage could save you hundreds of dollars a month. Maybe you have the chance to bundle your debts into something manageable. There's one way to find out, and that is make a call today to American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.com. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Boy, this country is just taking body blow after body blow after body blow. Nonstop. Uh, nonstop. It is nonstop. What, we have four days of 2021 that weren't absolutely horrific. And then like day five was like the Georgia elections. Then January 6th. And then ever since then, it's been seemingly nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. catastrophe. Yeah. Nonstop. 2021 um, is kicking 2020's ass right now. Because all the things that sucked about 2020 are still here. <laughs> right. right, and the things that were good Are have bad. been take, have been taken out by right. executive order. <laughs> it's like the pandemic is still raging here. We're still dealing with all that nonsense, and you know now we we're not even allowed to stay in our houses is because they're underwater in, te- in Texas, at least. Well, yours is. I look at it. Yeah, look at it as that. underwater. Think of it as an indoor ice rink. Well, that's a that's a feature you don't see on Zillow that often. You don't indoor ice rink. Yeah, uh, indoor swimming pool. Or this, Who doesn't? The house would sound gigantic. It would sound gigantic. <laughs> You're like, wow, it's, it's two thousand square feet, but we have an indoor <laughs> ice rink. It's called the kitchen. <laughs> Did you see this by the way too? When my uh, I have a a very old pug, sixteen years old. Yeah, and you know I let him out to go to the bath. Of course, it's you know it's snow and and ice and it's a miserable. 
and uh and oh you do have the video i don't know if we, this okay is, so as this is my you can wife see, narrating piper is walking out to <laughs> the ledge and this is by our pool. smart enough to know this is ice they're and big I dog be on it younger dog knows that's the most go on the right, ice so she's curious but realizes no the, the ice isn't fully frozen by ice. the way yeah um now and my other dog is 16 and blind and deaf now you see old man river miles our dog following the footsteps in the snow and he's walking straight on to the ice has no oh, idea no. he's, he's not gonna on fall in pool. is he and at he's any moment right towards the part where the water. ice could break I love and the way thank she's the Lord, just at this moment. Stu happened to look out the door and saw this happening, and he's <laughs> running out in socks. Look at you! In my Sorry socks. Laugh, okay, so your <laughs> wife, your <laughs> wife is your wife is a nightmare. <laughs> oh, oh, your oh. wife is in, a nightmare. In what way? She's like, and God help him, he could fall through the ice at any point and die. God help him. How about you help him? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this, God's up there like, yeah, I gave you two hands and two feet. Why don't you go out and get the dog? Thank God for you, Stu. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Rough Greens is our sponsor. Rough Greens, uh, you well, know. Look, uh, as you saw, I just uh, rescued uh, I mean, am I a hero? Sure, for rescuing my dog Miles, who was crossing uh, the, uh, the uh, frozen pool in your socks. I may have been in my socks while doing it. The point is not that. The point is that Miles being alive at all at this point is probably because of rough grief. He's like 16, isn't he? Yeah, he's 16. 16 years old, and he's still going strong. I mean, yeah. well, not he's blind and can barely walk but he can walk more than he did before he was eating rough greens he's deaf too but yeah he can, <laughs> he's not entirely blind which is a good thing yeah he, he can see waving hands wow so he's, that's a that's rough greens it. if you want your dog to live the healthiest life uh, try rough greens just try it. they'll give you a free bag to try it free bag all you pay for is shipping it's like eight bucks to ship it out roughgreens.com slash back they are so confident that your dog will love this and over time you're going to see big results they'll ship you the first bag for free eight bucks try it now 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens ruffgreens.com slash back It's Friday, and Bill O'Reilly joins us with a recap of the week, and what a week it has been in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Paletta lives in Texas. She was going through a really, really rough ordeal with horrible hip pain. Got so bad that she started having trouble walking. Going up a flight of stairs was a nightmare for her. Pauletta was beginning to wonder if she's ever going to be able to walk normally again. Unlike most people, when she first heard about Relief Factor on this program, her first response was, I got to give that a try. Pauletta, I have to tell you, good for you. That's not what I did. It took me a long time uh, before I just was like, okay, okay, okay. 
Well, she tried it. Within three weeks, Pauletta says her pain was gone, not diminished, gone. These days, when she wants to take a flight of stairs, she takes a flight of stairs. It's that simple. Pauletta got her life back by trying Relief Factor. You'll know in three weeks if it's going to reduce or affect you at all. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month because it works. You'll know quickly. Try it. Relief Factor. It's uh, relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com is where you can find it, or you can call 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Yes, now from the stages of New York, Mr. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Hey, Bill, how are you? I'm the same, Beck, which is tragic <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is a favorite part of the interview every time to hear how you respond. Um, Bill, uh, let's, uh, let's start with uh, Cuomo and what's going on with Governor Cuomo. This is is a nightmare for the, the the national news spent more time on ted cruz going to cancun taking his kids to cancun and then returning the next day leaving his kids there they spent more time on that scandal yesterday than they did on cuomo well what i find interesting about the cuomo situation is it parallels President Trump's situation and Gavin Newsom's situation, the governor of California, all three have been damaged by COVID beyond repair. Mm. How's that for some wisdom, Beck? Mm, that all is right. wise. That is it wise. Is. So this is the bigger picture now. So I've known Andrew Cuomo oh, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Not a buddy of his, but, you know, I can get him on the phone, or I used to be able to get him when <laughs> I needed him. Um, and he is a totalitarian. I mean, he governs that way. I mean, he comes off like, oh, yes, I'm liberal and I'm enlightened, but that's not how he governs. He governs like most New York politicians, you know. You do it my way. Right. That's, what, that's how right. he does. All right? Right. So uh, when COVID broke out, foolishly, he signed an executive order saying that senior citizens who were residents of nursing homes, even if they were infected with the virus, had to be readmitted, which was a disaster. Mm -hmm. I don't know of any other governor in the country that signed an order like that. All right. Now, why Cuomo did it? I, I don't know. I mean, it's just dumb. and I think everybody would agree. But then he could do it because the press in New York is corrupt. They're all left-wingers. They don't care about the news, and they don't care about challenging Cuomo. So he could do it under the radar. But then when people started dying big time and families started to speak out, Cuomo had a problem. And he dealt with the problem the way most New York politicians do. He tried to cover it up. Okay? And he got away with it again for a while because of the New York press corps, the local news here. Okay, but then the attorney general, a far-left woman named Letitia James, said, hmm, I want to be governor. Mm -hmm. All right? And I know that uh, Andrew is covering this up. So I'm going to just put that out there in a very noble sense that I'm looking into it. Bang! 
bang, Cuomo's dead. And I mean that. He is finished politically. Really? Our office, forget it. Oh, please. Please make it so. to uh, the Biden uh, administration, forget it. I don't think he's going to run again in 2022. I don't think he's even going to run again. Number one, this is never going to go away. Number two, there'll be massive amounts of lawsuits mm-hmm. directed at Cuomo himself and his administration because of all the people who died, more than 15,000 of them in New York nursing homes. And number three, the state of New York is in a shambles from top to bottom. Nothing works here. So, you know, what's coming to mind right now is stick to the devil you know. <laughs> Who is in the wings that could possibly be? Well, James, she'll run. Lutitia James. But who you can't get any further left than she is. Right. She's the attorney general. Right. She, but at this point, my prediction is this whole thing's going to blow up. All right. That the people in New York are going to say, we're throwing them all out because that's how bad it is. And that's what's happening in California. Newsom's going to be booted. I'm predicting he'll be booted, okay? This summer, they'll, he'll be on the ballot, and they'll have a new governor there. And it's because even though uh, California is the most progressive, furthest left state in the union, not only in the union, but in the history of the United States, there's never been a place further left than California. Hmm. The folks have had enough. They can't open the schools. They can't go to a restaurant. COVID killed Newsom because Newsom did all this, hurting millions of Californians, and then went out to dinner at the French Laundry without a mask. It's amazing how this has really killed those people, and, and Ron DeSantis is doing really well in Florida. Yeah, uh, and, I mean, and, DeSantis, and this is the key there. DeSantis in Florida had pretty much everything open. You know, and they had some restrictions, but not that many. And his state's ratio of COVID infections is about the same as California. How do you explain that? Because there is a way to get COVID. And the way to get it is if you go into a group of people you don't know. All right? That's how you get it. You don't get it from shutting. You don't get protected from shutting everything down because people in California still go to their parties and they still go to the beach. They still do those things. Despite the state officials saying, don't do it, they do it. That's how you get it. You go to places that you don't know who's there and what's going on. The infection is so vicious that if you're in a crowd of people, okay, and you don't know who those people are, there's a likelihood you're going to get COVID. A likelihood. That's how vicious this thing is. And, and the third component of this thing, when I said in the beginning, I want to explain so people don't, um, and I can't believe anybody wouldn't be a uh, subscriber to BillOReilly.com at this point. I mean, everybody has to. I really I'm a subscriber. To. I know you are. I mean, and, and that's because you're a brilliant man, Beck, and you figured out, I, I really need this service. But anyway, look, Trump lost the election because of COVID, because there are enough people terrified um, that said, oh, you know, I'm going to try something else. And then the voting apparatus in the individual states was tilted because a lot of people said, oh, I don't want to go to the polls, so let me vote five months in advance and not sign my name on the envelope. All and right. I said, okay, <laughs> sure. Let me, uh, let me go back to Cuomo. Um, Assemblyman Ron Kim has, I mean, he's described what it sounds like a movie in you know the godfather i just told you that right and so ron you believe you believe ron do i believe him 
Yeah. Sure. Okay. So of course I believe him. Right. I don't know Ron, but I know Cuomo. If you do something that Cuomo doesn't like, he gets on the phone and yells at you. He doesn't care who you are. I mean, he might not yell at the Cardinal, Dolan, okay, but he'll yell at everybody else. But there's a difference between yelling at somebody and saying, I'm going to destroy your career. I mean, it's mob-like tactics that Cuomo was. Okay, but come on. I mean, I'm not even worried about that. That's New York. That's what (laughs) happens in New York. Do we all understand I mean, look up Boss Tweed. I know. Okay? I know. It's from ever. This is how people behave here. I'm going to get you. You know, okay. But it's New York. Nobody. It's not like Cuomo is going to go out of his way to get Ron Kim. You don't even know who Ron Kim is. He just doesn't like what he said. So he goes, ah, I'm going to come to your house and beat you up. Okay, come on. It's ridiculous. But. The understanding that Andrew Cuomo, to this moment, has not admitted he made a mistake oh, by no. signing that executive order. Yeah. I mean, come on. I know. All right. Let me, let me uh, kind of change the subject a bit. Uh, Joe Biden is now forcing uh, Chicago's top federal prosecutor to resign. This prosecutor is uh, going against some of the most powerful Illinois Democrats and their associates for corruption. Uh, And I mean, we all know that, you know, Illinois and New York have corruption in common. This is almost exactly the same story as what happened in Ukraine with Joe Biden. <laughs> and and the temperature in Ukraine is the same as it is in Chicago. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. So here's why this is happening. You want to know, Beck? Mm-hmm. Does Stu want to know? I want to know. I mean, I'm a subscriber to BillOReilly.com, so I probably already know. No, you don't. Ahead. This is brand new. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> brand new for the uh, Glenn Beck program. All right, go ahead. So this is happening because of Rahm Emanuel. So Rahm Emanuel former mayor of Chicago, up to his eyebrows in this federal investigation. Rahm Emanuel is top advisor to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden, I don't think at this point in his life, even knows where Chicago is. Right. It's somewhere west of Washington, somewhere. Okay, so Rahm goes in and goes, oh, yeah, um, this guy uh, in uh, Chicago, he's not doing the right thing. And Joe goes, well, what should I do? And Well, I think we might want to replace him. That's what happened. Hmm. All right. Um, wait, wait, Beck. What? You never give me props. You never say, <laughs> I didn't know that, O'Reilly. My God, because, that is so incisive. Your well, analysis is brilliant. I don't speculate. I I just work <laughs> on facts. <laughs> Back with Bill O'Reilly in one minute. Stand by. So if you decided to sell your home and move into another one because you, you, know, you just don't have enough stress in your life already, uh, you might want to shoehorn some more in. You know, what the heck? I mean, go ahead. Be you, boo. Uh, crazy Train comes along, and uh, you are... Did that disgust you, Sarah? I saw the... Did that... I mean, I'm just saying... Uh, you're going to have to, if you're selling your house, you're going to have to do repairs to your house or whatever. You, you need somebody who is, who has a team, 
somebody who can walk into your house and say, hey, here are the quick fixes to help your house sell faster and for more money. And here are the people that I know that can get the job done. They're not going to rip you off or whatever. You need somebody who knows what they're doing, has all of the connections you need, knows the market and has a great track record. That real estate agent you're going to find for free at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. We will find the right person in your area or the area that you're moving to that has the answers. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds. Station ID, boo. Uh, Bill, let me uh, let me switch to the probably the biggest news of the week uh, for conservatives, the death of Rush Limbaugh. Your thoughts? Well, I tweeted right after that, and and it's a fact based tweet uh, that Mr. Limbaugh was the most successful radio broadcaster in the history of the country. And the impact that he had on his audience changed the country and gave a uh, another view of politics and life that went up against the colossus of left-wing media. So I think that's true. I don't think anybody can argue with that. Uh, on the day he died, I wanted to be especially sensitive to his family and friends. I did not know him very well. I met him once, and I had a very short conversation. You'll remember that I competed with him directly for seven years because mm-hmm. I did the radio factor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. You know, there was no real common ground between us. My style is totally different than his style. Um, what I was appalled at and spent a lot of time on last night on the No Spin News um, is the um, vitriolic hatred spewed about Rush Limbaugh on the day of his death. So I did a search. I have my staff, and I think I got one of the best staffs in the country. I said, find out what happened when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Mm-hmm. All right? Let's find out how conservatives reacted on the day of her death. We could only find one, and it was an anti-abortion politician who attacked Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the day of her death. One. Conservative commentators didn't do it. Radio, TV, newspapers, nobody did it. So contrast that. So if Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a, a left-wing icon, uh, uh, people on the right, traditional people, certainly did not approve of her. But when she died and in the days thereafter, they respected the process of her family and friends grieving. That That's what happened on the right. On the left, you had... I've never seen such hatred. I mean, I assume when I pass, I'll get that. Um, and well, you I will actually, from us. Yeah, thanks, Beck. <laughs> I get that now. I'm still breathing, and I get it. But I actually had a conversation with my children. I said, you know, when I pass, just you've seen what happened. You know, I keep them away from it as much as I can. But I said, this is going to happen. And I, that was far be before Rush Limbaugh passed. But anyway, I think for all Americans, they should sit down just and take maybe five minutes to think about the progressive left-wing culture in this country as opposed to the traditional right-wing culture and the behavior of both. Now, that's not excuse 
excusing excesses on the right, and certainly they have happened. Uh, Mr. Limbaugh did things that I didn't think were correct, but I'm sure the converse is true as well. I mean, when you do three hours of radio like you do every day and and TV and radio like I did and three hours like Rush did on radio, you're going to make mistakes. That's going to happen. Yep. Yeah, it's going to happen. The thing about Limbaugh was he did a lot of satire, Mm -hmm. a lot of humor, and that was never translated by the far left into humor. It was always so he said this. He did this. Okay, yeah, this happened. But he didn't really because he was mocking it. He was making fun of it. That was never differentiated. But, I mean, I saw the Associated Press dispatch disgusting. NBC News, awful. But here's something you don't know. CNN and NBC executives, shortly after Rush Limbaugh died, issued orders to their people on television, their main people, do not attack Limbaugh. Both organizations did that. And on MSNBC, their main players in prime time did not mention the man at all. Not his passing, nothing. And the only person on uh, MSNBC who did it was Joy Reid, who can do whatever she wants. She's not going to listen to them. No one on CNN, with the exception of Stelter, who is one of the most evil individuals I've ever seen, um, and he did it in the context of a news story, cloaked it. Right. But no one on CNN ripped him up. That was by direct order, because CNN and NBC both know that their news organizations are now suspect in the eyes of non-ideologues, that people do not believe them. And their ratings are cratering since Trump has left the scene. I mean, they're down 50% in some cases. Um, and they know that they're in trouble. So that order went out. That has not been reported anywhere, but because I know everybody, I know what happened. Um, On February 11th, 2021, um, Anthony Mason from uh, CBS uh, this morning said it's interesting on the passing of uh, celebrity. It's interesting. He opposed the death penalty. He favored the same sex marriage. He spoke out against the U.S. invasion of Iraq. Politically, he was very progressive. He's not what you think he was going to be. In fact, <clears throat> after finding some of his work as a 10 year old, it changed my life forever. That was the way they talked about Larry Flint, the publisher oh, yeah. of Hustler magazine. Yeah. I had a question. I was on a radio doing another interview, uh, and somebody said, oh, isn't Larry Flint uh, the greatest guy and the freedom of speech and expression guy? And I said, you're crazy. I said, I just finished writing a book called Killing the Mob out May 4th. Thank you very much. Okay. And the damage and destruction in that industry that Larry Flint made his millions in to human beings is incalculable. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go any further than that, um, but to portray him as a hero when the damage that he did to people in that industry, and there's no dispute. You can't dispute it. And you'll see it in Killing the Mob because they got right into that. Give me, give me Whatever that is, give, organized crime is. Can you tell me, give me one example of, of that. Well, they exploit younger people who are emotionally disturbed, and the uh, purveyors of that will uh, pay them a little money, and then they'll debase themselves. 
and then they have them forever. I mean, that, that's what it is. It's white slavery, black slavery. That's what it is. All right. Back with more from Bill O'Reilly in just a few seconds. Uh, reparations appear to be on the way. Harvard says trillions in reparations are needed just to address COVID. More with Bill O'Reilly in just a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Right now is a great time to check out uh, one of my favorite products. It's Raycon Wireless Earbuds. I love them. I was just using them, what, two nights ago. I was listening to a book uh, from Audible and I uh, had them in and I couldn't hear the kids. It was a dream come true. And Anyway, uh, you can get Raycon Earbuds. Uh, they look great. They fit your ears. They're comfortable. Um, they are half the price of Apple AirPods, and I think they're better than Apple AirPods. Raycons are the opposite of all of the crap that you have of falling out of your ears, little white sticks that hang out, and big, big price. Raycon, Raycon, offering now a 15% discount off of all of their products. Here's what you have to do. You want great sound, great ear pods? Go to buyraycon.com slash back. 15% off right now at buyraycon.com slash back. Do it now. Buyraycon.com slash back. I mean, you heard Bill O'Reilly say it. Andrew Cuomo is done. Why not get your Andrew Cuomo is awful mug right now at andrewcuomoisawful.com. And don't forget to subscribe to billoreilly.com. More with him next. Looks like 180 Democrats have supported forming the $12 million, 13-member Slavery Reparations Commission. Bill O'Reilly here is uh, to, to comment on it. Bill. Well, it's not going to happen. I mean, you can whenever a politician doesn't want to do anything, they go, um, we're going to do a commission or we're going to have a study and we're going to, you know. So the problem with reparations is that you have a country that's going bankrupt, Okay, so we have $30 trillion debt here, $30 trillion. Now, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, neither of whom cared about that at all. So they're looking short term and we're going to spend as much money as possible to put ourselves in a position to, you know, be reelected or be elected as the case may be. So if you were to give reparations, you'd have to um, then send cash to um, fifteen percent of the population. All right, so well, we're talking gonna... what fifty million people. Um, and in uh, you mentioned a Harvard study in the T's. The study was that because um, African Americans have poor environments, their ho- their homes and their neighborhoods and all of this, they're much more susceptible to getting COVID. So the only way to stop that in the future is to give each african-american family eight hundred thousand dollars so they can buy their way out of the bad neighborhood so that's what the harvard pinheads are suggesting so this is all unconstitutional by the way um it would never happen um but you know the left is doing this to get the african-americans to vote for them and that's been going on now for decades 
So uh, aren't reparations really coming in, in different ways? The the COVID bailout, they're saying that they're not going to help, uh, you know, uh, white companies don't get the priority. If you're a white businessman, you're not going to get the loan, et cetera, et cetera. Isn't yeah, and all reparations is coming? Um, equity is reparations. So you remember Joe Biden in his uh, inaugural speech, we're going to do equity. And equity means we're having certain groups um, – get favorable status from the federal government. And that that just is a big rainbow arc. Right. So whatever it is, we're going to favor the marginalized groups. Um, and it's not a purely racial thing because gays are in that group sure. and a bunch of other people. So that is the equity play, okay? So that, yeah, you can easily say, well, that's partial reparations. But the progressive left wants to essentially bankrupt the United States. And this mm-hmm. is what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. All right. They want to drive up uh, the debt so far that the U.S. dollar collapses. And once it collapses, the economy collapses. And we're back into the Great Depression of 1929, where they could wipe out capitalism and impose socialism, which is essentially what FDR did to get back into uh a government that is, you know, making sure people don't starve to death. That's what the far left wants. It wants to collapse the entire capitalistic system. And if you're going to pay $800,000 to uh, each black family, you're going to bankrupt the system. Yeah. You'll collapse it. Well, so it, uh, that is that is that. if these minorities can figure out how to use the Internet. Listen to this from Joe Biden two days ago. The uh, the other part portion is a lot of people don't know how to register. Not everybody in the community, in the Hispanic and the African American community, particularly in uh, uh, rural areas that are distant and or inner city districts, know how to use know how to get online to determine mm. how to get in line for that. <laughs> so, so, stop. so whether if you know, out in the out in the places outside of the city and those inside the city don't know how to get online. That's one of the most racist things I've ever heard. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I don't I'm not going to I'm not going to say that biden was racist in saying it because there's some truth to it but it encompasses white people too elderly white people in particular uh every race um people don't know uh how to um go through the internet a lot of them it doesn't have anything to do with color but the poorer you are the less access correct correct but that's not what he but that's not what he said no no because biden doesn't know what he's saying (laughs) no i'm not (laughs) saying listen listen this is absolutely true and everybody has to understand this when joe biden reads the teleprompter he doesn't really understand what he's saying all right It, it isn't like he wrote it or he even edits it it's just given to him he looks it over and then he reads it. What do you think it means that uh, Kamala Harris has called many of the world leaders and not uh, not uh, Joe Biden? It's perfectly logical. Mr. Biden is napping. He's napping. All right. So if he's napping and there's a call on a sheet, Kamala is up. So she makes the call. I mean, you know, by the way, I don't care. I mean, I, I if Kamala Harris wants to call a president of Albania, have a blast. Doesn't matter to me at all. But if people really think that Joe Biden's an active president, I mean, really, the land of Oz is beckoning. 
Chuck Schumer came out and uh, Chuck Schumer (laughs) has flipped his position over Puerto Rican statehood. Yes. He's now in opposition to it. Yeah. What 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 what's that all about? I think they overcharged him at the Doral Hotel in San Juan. I think that's what happened to Chuck. Seriously, what happened to that? Um, I don't know. I'll call him and I'll ask him. I, I don't know. I don't think the people of uh, of Puerto Rico really want to be a state. Yeah, they, they voted just voted four times. No, but they voted last uh, what November, I think, and it and it passed yeah, barely. That, but that it passed. was the hurricane. Now that's why. Uh, but now they, I, I don't know. But anyway, I have to, I have to say, I don't know why Chuck has flipped. I will find out. Um, but I, I wanted to tell you guys before I leave you and give me 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, I will, but I'm not done yet. I've got okay, other things but, for you, but I've got, yeah, yeah, I've whatever. It. Yeah. We'll, we'll say you're on the air and you won't be on the air and you'll just blab on while we do something else. <laughs> Hang on. Just hey, a second. Can we talk about Ted Cruz, please? Uh, could you let me run my show, please? <laughs> Uh, Nikki Haley just requested a yes. meeting and, uh, Trump said no. Right. Uh, he doesn't like her. He did. He yeah. He Trump did, but he like doesn't her. like her now. No, he never liked her. Never liked her. No, no. Nikki's, re- you know, Nikki Haley, um, is a, um, let me, I'm, I know I'm going to get in trouble here uh, because, you know, I'm a misogynist, but mm. Nikki Haley, who I respect, right? <laughs> I, I think she did a nice job at the unit at the UN. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a, all right. Strong willed woman. How about that? All right. I know somehow they'll twist it around. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, you know, she speaks her mind. And, and at, at times, if you're speaking your mind to Donald Trump and you tell him something he doesn't like, he's not really receptive to that. So I think she got on the wrong side of him because she said the election wasn't fixed. Right. OK, that's right. Right. So, I, you know, look, if Nikki Haley uh, wanted to meet with Donald Trump, there's a reason. And because Nikki Haley wants to run for president right. and wants Trump to be on her team. Right. Trump knows that. So it's not like Trump isn't ever going to meet with her. He will. But he's going to let her dangle. And that's what's going on there. Okay, so now let's go to uh, Ted Cruz. Yeah, I was going to meet him in Cancun. Did you guys know that? <laughs> no. I have to tell you, I don't see anything wrong. He took his family oh, down. Back. I know, I know. The optics are terrible. Oh, the opti- No, wait. Right. The optics are terrible. Oh, but he had no. nothing to do with anything in the state no. of... Cruz should have been out shoveling snow. No, I know, I know. He should have been shoveling people's driveways. He didn't stay in Cancun. He took his Cancun. He took his family there, and the next morning he returned. Wait, you can go over Easter. Okay, get the family, give them all shovels, and shovel the people out. What's the matter with you? (laughs) And by the way, I don't go to Mexico ever, ever. Because that government in Mexico City won't cooperate with our government in taking out the cartels. I'm not going down there. That's not a good government in Mexico. Are you hearing me, Ted Cruz? But my God, you don't go on vacation when people are dying from the cold. Can you just see him in the lounge chair on the beach, (laughs) 
lathering up. He on the didn't sidewalk. do that. He didn't uh, do well, that. Look, well, he probably would have do done it because they nailed him. Right. He would have done it. He was, the big whale would have been on the beach. He was supposed to stay till Saturday, reportedly at least. Uh, he. But again, like I don't think of. I can't think of a better time to go on vacation than when people are dying of cold. That's what you right. do. Is you get the You'll hell out of the area. You'll never be elected for anything, right. Stu. And that's why it's bad, right, Bill? It's 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 a political issue. I, like, right? It's I not pitch, bad. I it's just this, political. I literally no. pitched the same thing to my wife on Friday. I did I too. Said, Should we get the hell out of here because this is going to be a disaster? I like, did that's too. Why, why do you work the hard? It, politician in the state, right? And that's what I'm saying. It's a political issue. It's like you go to work every day and work your ass off and save your money so that you can remove your family from dangerous situations. Uh, but not if you're a public servant, right? Right, and that's the not difference. if you're in charge of the. All right, so put this into perspective. Put this into perspective. Is yeah. this is this Andrew Cuomo death? Is this uh, Gavin death? What is yes. this going to? It's it is. It hurts him bad. It, mm. it, he just he didn't win big last time. All right. Yeah. This hurts him bad. It, it, there's no, he can he can grow his beard as long as he wants. Nobody's going to forget this. It's so memorable too, and it's it's got the Chris Christie on the beach feel. You know, it's, got the, no, no, this is the French laundry. He's got the French laundry That's feel. What this is. But again, like to be fair, and people have made this point, he's not telling people to not go on vacation. Gavin Newsom was saying, "Don't go to a restaurant." I agree, and he went to the restaurant. Come on, the hypocrisy is not, different. But he's not the governor. Yeah, he can't. He's, he's a United no States Senate. Cruise. All right, all right, all right. right. You should have started a Mr. Plow franchise like Homer Simpson. I'm going to give you all the time I can give you. When you hear, it's like the Academy Awards. When you hear the music, you got to stop. Go ahead, pitch whatever it is you were going to pitch. All right, Killing the Mob, an exceptional book. Beck has actually read it and liked it. Oh, gee, we're all out of time. (laughs) You (laughs) can't. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. You order it on BillOReilly.com. Pre-order it. We'll give you 50% off Killing Crazy Horse, another book uh, Beck loves. Can you get get those things? I got. Can you get them signed? Cancun. Bill, can you get them signed? Can you get the book signed or what? You get it signed on BillOReilly.com, sure. All right. This thing is... You get two books for a really great price that you like. That's what it's all about. Very cool. I got to go to Cancun, you guys. Thank you. Right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let me tell you about Rectech. Oh, do you know that it is going to be 68 or 70 next week here in Texas? Yeah. We've gone from Tuesday. one. Yeah. One on uh, what? Tuesday. It got to negative two. It was the first lowest temperature since I think 1949 here in Texas, and it's going to be 72 on Tuesday. That is crazy. Just crazy. Well, good thing you have an indoor swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Well, I have a rink now. Yeah. And then it turns into a swimming pool next week. Uh, So I have a uh, Rectech that uh, is just the best. If you are looking for a grill, if you're looking for a smoker, if you're looking for something that just you can bake in, you can grill on, it's everything. It is built like a tank. It has the high-tech uh, temperature controls. It, you can control it from an app on your phone. You can start it away from the house. You can you know, turn the heat up or whatever. It informs you about everything in, that's going on inside. I want you to A-B compare Rectech with other grills. You're going to thank me for it. They don't sell them in stores, so they cut out the middleman, and all of that extra money they've put into the grill. There's no comparison. Follow Rectech on social media. Sign up for their news letter just a b compare them rectech r-e-c-t-e-q dot com that's rect 
Tech.com. Oh, my goodness. I am so thankful that we have the U.N., uh, to save us. Uh, the UN has just come out with a new report yesterday um, talking about how we need to make peace with nature because our children and their children uh, will inherit a world of extreme weather events, sea level rises, drastic loss of plants and animals, food and water insecurity, and the future likelihood of future pandemics. This is bad. This is bad. We are, I'm quoting, we are close to a point of no return, according to the um, according to the United Nations. They said that uh, right now Earth is on the way to an additional three and a half degrees of warming, far more than it's going to be a lot hotter than even the Paris Accord agreed on. About nine million people a year are going to die from pollution. A million. Of Earth's 8 million species and plants and animals are going to go extinct. Up to 400 million tons of heavy metals, toxic, toxic sludge, and industrial waste are dumped in the world's oceans every year. 3 billion people are now affected by uh, the land that is degrading. And only 15% of the Earth's wetlands remain intact. About 60% of fish stocks are fished at maximum levels. More than 400 oxygen pleated dead zones and marine plastics pollution has tenfold, has grown tenfold since 1980. It is going to end with us. The United Nations has come out and in this report, it uses the word must 56 times, should 37 times. But the head of the climate for the climate chief for the UN said, there should be a hundred more musts in this document because we are literally out of time. Wow. Who knew? Now, they're only asking for a few things. I'm going to I'm going to tell you what actions they are. They are saying we must take and they're sure they, they might be a little expensive or a little uncomfortable for some but it's not like they're asking to change everything in your life i hope you noted the sarcasm there i'll tell you about it coming up in just a second stand by Um, let me tell you about our spotlight sponsor this half hour for the blaze coverage. It's real estate agents. I trust uh, if you are looking to buy or sell a home, you need the best people, especially if you're going to move to a place where you don't know you need somebody to coordinate on both sides. You could you could really use a team on your side, those selling your house and buying, you know, someplace else. You need realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, this is a free service to you. We just put you in touch with the people that have gone through our screening process, uh, and we feel they are the best in the area. You do your own homework on them, but you can start here. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the team on your side. Realestateagentsitrust.com. about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and entertainment. 
in my opinion, there are very few people uh, who see over the horizon and can see what's coming and have been accurate and have led the way uh, and and been screaming from the, the gates, warning, here come the barbarians. There are also very few people who could admit that they were wrong at one point or they misunderstood or they've just grown into a new understanding. Somebody who said, uh, there's the, there are thought police coming our way 20 years ago and was so clear this author opened my eyes to all kinds of new thinking i am thrilled to introduce you to again you know this author but have her on this uh, program in 60 seconds It is so critical right now that you keep your shoulders uh, uh, to the wheel here and you you push the savings of money and financial choices into the wise direction. Uh, big fan of American financing and all they do to help people. I have been a fan of theirs since after the crash. They tried to get me to be a uh, spokesperson for them. And I said, no, I don't really trust banks and mortgage companies right now. I think this whole thing is a house of cards. And they're like, yeah, I know we listen to you. This is a family owned and operated uh, business. They said, we listen to you. We agree. And I said, well, call me up after the crash and let's see how your customers did. Well, they weren't getting people into stupid loans. That's why, that's why Stu has a loan with them now at about 2%, mm-hmm. but didn't get a loan with them earlier know. because... Not sure why that would be important to bring up. Because you were looking... You, I think you got your other loan from a guy in a shark skin suit that was like, hey, pst, pal, I tell you what we're going to do here. He, he worked with Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, they are going to help you... Uh, set your course in the right direction. That is by refinancing. If you are paying more than 4%, 3% really on your loan, you could be saving hundreds of dollars a month. You can roll all of your bills into one lump loan, put it into your mortgage, uh, and uh, that will save you, could save you $1,000 a month or more. It's American Financing. Call them. There's no tricks, no hidden fees or or pressure. It's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440.AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I am a big fan of Tammy Bruce. Uh, She is a conservative, but that's not where she came from. She made a change in her life and her thinking because she was the president of the uh, L.A. chapter of the National Organization of Women. And when Clinton was going through what he was going through with Monica Lewinsky, she thought that the organization should be consistent. And of course, it wasn't. Uh, that's, that was her, I think her first real, uh, awakening. And she is, uh, now somebody who is a independent conservative, quite outspoken, uh, yesterday or day before she wrote a series of tweets, a tweet storm on her meeting with, uh, Rush Limbaugh back in the nineties when she was still a liberal, I believe 
Tammy Bruce joins us now. Hi, Tammy. Hi there. It is uh, great to be on with you, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. So, uh, Tammy, uh, let's go through first the Rush Limbaugh story that you told on Twitter. I think it's fantastic. Can you tell a story? Yeah, you know, I thought it was important um, uh, because it's even though we knew he was ill, uh, we expected uh, to some degree, of course, this eventually happening. But we, it's still it's hard when it does happen, even though you expect it. And it, it was important, I, I thought, for me to convey. And a lot of people have great stories, have known him for decades. But ultimately, it comes down to having meeting him that led to my ability to excise myself from the left. And it's, it, but it's also a very simple story. It wasn't anything very complicated. And I think it's very important to this day why, ha, why and how that worked. I was the weekend liberal host at KFI, mm-hmm. a station you know well, yep. uh, and I think many Americans do. And of course, he, that was his syndicated uh, station. And um, he uh, uh, visited on occasion to do his show there, you know, as you do as a syndicated host checking out the uh, the stations that carry you. And I went in there thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to go in during the week and I'm going to I'm going to confront this monster with all, <laughs> you know, uh, he's not going to be able to escape. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I march on in there. And instead of seeing a, a horrible person and uh, being what uh, I had told he was, I met a, a generous, gregarious, open minded, funny, supportive man. And uh, it was it was not obviously what I expected. And I realized in that moment, it's like, wow, um, I had been lied to about him. And if if I was lied to about him, what else have I been lied to about? Uh, And he it wasn't just like, you know, niceties when you meet someone. I think he said when I first met him as being the president of L.A. now there. Uh, he said, oh, and so, so, you know, you're on the station and it's surviving. And he laughed. And I think there were, I think there were, I think there were a couple of feminazi jokes. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but in, in a manner where it was not, I, I mean, it was, it was a joke. And, right. but the interest in me was clear. And he, he also gave me pointers about my work. He talked about the, the nature of talk radio. Um, uh, I, this, that was my first media job was at KFI starting in 1993. Uh, and, uh, you know, trends, even though we disagreed on many things, uh, at that point, uh, his interest was in how I would do my success arguing about the issues. Uh, and you know, it was a generosity of spirit that does not exist on the left. And it was a revelation, as was Glenn, uh, you know, just talking with conservatives every day, callers mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, on radio. And that, you know, the, the, my associates at the time did not want me to go on talk radio. It was going to be the worst thing in the world, Glenn. It was going to be horrible. And you, know, you can't go on KFI. That's where Dr. Laura is. And they've got Rush Limbaugh. He's a monster. And I thought, wow, you know, but what a great way to at least talk about the oh, issue, yeah. God forbid, right? Yeah. Uh, and how this is, but they were just adamant against it. Now I know why. Uh, it's because of the potential of these kinds of conversations. It was the fact that people were talking at all, that I would actually, for the first time, be speaking with conservatives um, who were regular people. It was the danger of the impact 
of debate and conversation and meeting people unlike yourself, because that if that happens, of course, then the left can't control what you Correct. think of them. Um, and and that sort of it was a combination of things within a short period of time where I realized and it took me a great, some time more, a few years more even, uh, because this had been, you know, my most of my life and point of view was the realization. Uh, and again, Rush meeting him as such an icon and realizing the significance of him and the, and his personal nature versus what we, I'd been told allowed me to first start to question what I was being told, then to be able to be safe saying, well, wait a minute, I don't agree with that, or this is not correct. And then ultimately leading to the point of resigning, of deciding to not identify as a liberal, uh, to decide that it was okay, it would be safe, uh, and it was more important to be honest than uh, uh, trying to placate members of a tribe. And, uh, and you mentioned, I appreciate your introduction, my very first book was uh, I wanted to be able to not have my time on the left wasted. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do what Rush Limbaugh does. I wanted to, you know, at least inform people. And that was my first book, The New Thought Police, which was what Tremendous. I saw, which was this, this development of, of uh, a, an effort to silence a major section of the American public using threats and intimidation. So, Tammy, the, you know, I, I, can, I can see threats coming. And, you know, I called the caliphate. I called the 9-11 thing in 1999 and said, blood body mm-hmm. in buildings in the streets. Uh, and it'll have Osama bin Laden's name on it because I take mm-hmm. people at their word when they say they're going to do something horrific you have to take them seriously and mm-hmm. it usually works out to you know a, a, a legitimate warning system when do we start taking the left dead seriously about uh you know reprogramming deprogramming uh you know uh basically brainwashing us you know into their line of thinking or some sort of you know mccarthy committee on truth you know it it's almost because americans we we are romantic we expect uh, uh people to do good things we have an opinion about our fellow Americans, which is an accurate opinion uh, that we are good people. We want to be left alone. We are still a very young country. And it is uh, uh, against our nature to expect or believe why any other American would want to smash the system that we live in that brings so much wonderful, incredible things to people, not just here, but around the world. The, 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 the saving of humanity, uh, of civilization, um, uh, certainly Western civilization, and we're seeing, you know, if, if Eastern civilization can withstand what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. But what Americans, unfortunately, are going to have to realize is that the infection of Marxism and socialism uh, it knows no boundaries, like COVID. Uh, it doesn't stop at a border. Uh, and that's what this is. It's not about an American sensibility. Uh, the, Amer- the, the mind is a fragile thing. And we've now, we lost uh, the education system the moment 
uh, even a little bit before, but certainly when Jimmy Carter created the education department, Mm -hmm. the federalizing of our public education system, that was the signal uh, that that was where they knew they needed to be to uh, uh, convince, brainwash, transform uh, uh, generations of Americans. And we've looked away because we, we who would do that? Right. We couldn't believe it could be done. But it's happening. And again, it's not a natural projection, uh, projection, by the way, for any country. Uh, but it is uh, a, a human framework that we've allowed to take hold. And the good news is, Glenn, is that it's weak, is that it is it is does not have a foundation. It, uh, no matter what your culture, what language you speak, where you're from, it doesn't survive when confronted. That's why ultimately they end up turning to violence. In our country, the good news is uh, we can protect ourselves. We are not in a position where uh, it is easy to do that, as it was certainly in the Soviet Union, in China, uh, and around the world where socialism and and all of that has taken place. So I think it's about seeing these things really happen, that that they're serious, people like us reminding people uh, uh, that you must believe them, and that this can be solved. It's just a matter of confronting it. Okay, so I have to take a one-minute network break and then come back for your answer on this one. Um, you know, it didn't seem plausible. Uh, the military was against it. The people who did the studies were against it. The American people weren't for it. But FDR was convinced that the Japanese needed to be rounded up. He couldn't get it through until... December 8th, 1941. So it just takes an event and all of a sudden everybody's, oh, it can't happen here, kind of goes out the window. Uh, And I'd like to hear your response on that because we have event after event after event and we have a group of people that know we can maximize those events and do things we never thought possible. Back with Tammy Bruce in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is Car Shield. If you have one of those uh, cars that are basically held together with uh, duct tape and bailing wire, that's a car I love to drive. I love my trucks um, because they are old and reliable, and I want to drive them until the doors fall off. The problem is, is now with technology, you can't fix them yourself. A sensor goes wrong, like one of them did on one of my trucks. It was worth more than my truck was, so I would have had to total it and then go and buy a new truck and then have car payments again. I want my old truck. That's why I have car shield car shield cars go further. They have protected uh, coverage. So when something really nasty goes wrong with your car, you don't have to worry about it. You have roadside assistance. You have a rental car while yours is in the shop. It can go to the dealership or wherever you want to uh, have it fixed. And you don't have to worry about waiting for their check to arrive to reimburse you. They pay directly. Drive with confidence, knowing that you are protected. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go further. 800-665-2157. 800-665-2157. Mention the promo code BECK or visit CarShield.com and use the promo code BECK and save 10%. CarShield.com. Promo code BECK. Deductible. May apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. So, Tammy, we are 
we're dealing with people now that uh you know they know what a crisis is they uh in some ways i think that they uh, celebrate them and and try to create some of them uh so they can do things that they could have done covid is a great example uh why do you think that uh we wouldn't fall into a some sort of a situation where it would just seem reasonable that we just round up all of these conservatives that are just blathering on and causing all this chaos. Well, I, you know, it's, if you were to look at some other country, the implementation of that you'd think could uh, be easy. Americans tend to be quiet people. Um, uh, and yet uh, we know that each time uh, liberals seem to get a foothold and talk like this, uh, gun sales explode. Yeah. Uh, Americans recognize that uh, their personal safety matters and that we do know history, despite uh, the efforts of the left to not teach it anymore. Uh, and uh, we have people like Rush Limbaugh, yourself, uh, and, and mass communication now, even though there's attempts to obviously stomp down on that. The fact is, is that the American people, uh, uh, first of all, it, both Democrats and Republicans, uh, would not allow that. And but m- mostly also it's about how decentralized we are. Thank goodness as a country that you've got states like Florida and Ron DeSantis. And then you've got the debacles of Cuomo and Newsom in California, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Christy Nome. You've got other leadership in states that provide examples of what works and what doesn't uh, and speak up and are and are willing to s- step up and say no. I think the founders understood uh, the importance of that, that if there was one sweeping dynamic effort to clamp down on the American people, uh, that there was enough of a decentralized framework, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights itself, at least even if the, the, the government uh, would overstep, uh, let's say, the First and the Second Amendment, it was that would be at least the massive red flag about, all right, what is coming what our arguments could be and what people across the spectrum would not put up with. So I, I, I don't doubt that they would try and that, in fact, even when I was on the left, my seeing the, that they've been planning to try to do this quietly. I have to say, uh, if Donald Trump never showed up and if COVID never showed up, the trajectory would be exactly the same. And you're right. There would either be the creation of, of a crisis there would be uh, the, the lies that we know the government's willing to lie and cheat. We, you know, we saw that with the FBI, Donald Trump, and in so many other different ways. Uh, but we, we, we need to be not cynical, uh, but um, suspicious in a certain sense about the government's activities. We have to remember who we are as Americans, but also recognize uh, that humanity and individuals are being manipulated uh, by by groups, major groups that control education, uh, certainly at least 85 percent of the media uh, and uh, uh, the government uh, as the bureaucracy. Tim. But that it is it's the individual that can make the huge difference. We saw it with Trump. Uh, we see it with other leaders that are emerging and, of course, with the American people themselves. Tammy, I've, I've got about 90 seconds here. I I tried sure. to do something with Glad uh, years ago when they were when Iran was throwing gays off of a building. And I said, now uh-huh. is the time somebody like me joining with somebody like you and saying we don't agree mm-hmm. on anything 
except you have a right to be who you are. Stop throwing people off of buildings. Uh, they -hmm. would not do it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even, I met with them for an hour. They wouldn't even consider Mm it. Uh, are there honest people on the other side that are, that are waking up that we can work together with to save the nation? I would say not in the massive organizations because already the commitment there is to money and to power. Uh, mostly with people who've made that kind of commitment, when character counts, they choke. Yeah. And we should expect that. Where it comes to is like someone like me was not president of the national now. I was president of a chapter uh, in touch with the local community, dealing with things at, at that framework. It's those individuals who've always changed mm. everything. Uh, and have noticed what the larger organizations are failing on and, and, and get tired of it. That's who will save the country. Tammy Bruce, uh, you can follow her uh, on Twitter at Hey Tammy Bruce. Uh, Tammy, thanks for being on the program. Thanks for being honest and searching for the truth always. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I don't know about you, but at the end of the day, uh, it's, 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 it's not uncommon when everybody is, uh, you know, I gotta go just to put some Raycons and music in my ears. And uh, would that make me a bad dad? And just try to get through it all. Uh, Raycons, great quality, really comfortable. Uh, I don't want, you know, these big white plastic uh, AirPods that when I lay down and I'm listening to a book on tape as I'm going to sleep or something that I'm that it's really, really uncomfortable. Raycons are great, noise isolating, great uh, sound, sweat resistance, uh, last for six hours. They're fantastic and half the price of uh, Apple AirPods. What are you doing? If you need some, you need some earphones, uh, get Raycon. Offering 15% off all of their products right now. Go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. You need earbuds? These are the ones. It's buyraycon.com slash Beck. Do it now. And check out blazetv.com slash Glenn, the promo code being Glenn. That will give you 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV now. Well, Biden's giving a speech now. It says that we are going to uh, re-engage with Europe like Donald Trump cut all of our ties. Um, I think what Donald Trump was doing over in Europe was fine. Good with me. You know, we don't need your treaties. That's that's fine. We're just going to do our thing. And uh, by the way, if you want NATO to exist, I don't really know why it does right now. But if you want it to exist, we're fine with that. But pay your share. I think those are great things. Oh, no, those are horrible. I, for one, believe we should be in all sorts of treaties on meaningless topics. Right. I want to make sure that we set ourselves into rules designed by the Europeans to mm-hmm. control our climate. Um, and even though it won't actually make any difference whatsoever, even if well, fully Im- implemented, which it's not being. Fully it is implemented. really good because mm-hmm. there's a there's a new thing out from the U.N. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, this is according to the Associated Press. Humans are making Earth a broken and increasingly unlivable planet through climate change, biodiversity, and pollution. Now, biodiversity loss. So the world must make dramatic changes to society, 
economics, and daily life. This according to the United Nations. Now, the United Nations report, uh, when they line all this out, they say that uh, this is all going to be working through uh, the United Nations um, Sustainability Project, which is the 2030 plan, used to be Agenda 21. Uh, it, it's still going, gang, and it's going gangbusters. All of this is in parallel with what we've been telling you about with the Great Reset. All of it. When the Associated Press asked leaders around the world what they thought of this, the AP said they were surprised how many said, oh, yes, this is definitely going to happen. Now, the U.N. report uh, tells that, you know, we're killing we're going to kill an eighth of all species of animals uh, on the planet. Uh, soon we're going to go up three and a half degrees in the next 100 years, which is news to me. Um, and uh, and our oceans are all dying. So we have to act right now. And they say this is the last call. Now, I thought we had the last call in like 2004, but no, no, no. This is this the, one's the one. This is the one. Okay. We have no more time and we have to do all of it at once. We can't just take it a piece at a time. Of course not. All of it has to be done. It's too important. Right. Existential, existential threat. So it is calling now for a change to how governments tax. So now taxes are going to be decided on what is your impact on the climate and society. Ah, mm. gee, this sounds like I feel like I've heard a proposal like this recently, maybe really? tied to the Great Reset. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It's interesting. Well, here's I mean, I think it's only fair that if, you know, you're you are uh, hurting the planet that you pay more tax because, I mean, you have to offset that carbon. The, the earth is crying out, please offset the carbon. Please pay money for and, the carbon. And you know what? Mother Earth, is a, she's a nag. She she's is. Constantly, constantly whining. Nagging, yeah. Stop um, using SUVs. But also, Stu, I mean, we have a right to talk, but are we, are we really doing good or are we doing harm mm. to social justice? I hope there's someone who can judge that for us. Well, there will be, and oh, we'll get taxed on it. <laughs> so if you are not working for the good of the community, as outlined by your government and the global governments, mm -hmm. uh, then you're going to have to pay a new tax. Oh, good. Um, also, they are saying that we must change how nations value economic output. So economic output, hmm. it's not your gross national product. What is the huh. product you're putting out? Are you doing good for society? Are you are you uh, finding equity hmm. and are you doing things that are good for the environment? I've been hearing that a lot lately. Um, there's a proposal ab about stakeholder capitalism, which also, by the way, is part of the great. Reset. Reset. Yeah, which, that is, weird? which is strange. Yeah, that's I've been strange. hearing this quite a bit. Also, uh, how power is generated. We're all going to have to uh -huh. understand that the Green New Deal, that's not what they're calling it, just a green power, must be implemented right now. You know, you can really sell that to Texas at this moment. Uh, they mm -hmm. just are they love love that idea. with windmills love right that. now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so let me just... Before I give you the rest of what they want to change, they're only asking for a few things, okay? And they're asking that this is our last chance. We must do this right now. 
We have to change what governments tax, how nations value economic output, how power is generated, the way people get around, Mm -hmm. the way people fish and farm, as well as what they eat. So basically all aspects of our society. But you have freedom on every other place. What was left after everything else? Because, I mean, you already you, you said all the energy. So really any activity would be monitored under this policy. Well, not your caloric. Well, caloric. Yes. Caloric uh, is also regulated. Yep, food. So um, speech is going to be taxed if you're not really, you know, for social uh, justice. Mm-hmm. It seems uh, like every, so. it seems like all you're describing here is a total. All I am <laughs> describing and stop taking it out of context. Okay. All this is asking for is changing the way governments tax to include what is called ESG. That's it. What's Just ESG? hit the ESG standards. Well, the ESG sounds like something good. I, right. I mean, it's a EKG standard. is good. Right. What's an e- ESG? Right. It's, it's environmental, social, and government. So it's just hit economic those. or sorry it's environmental justice social justice and the things the government says you got to do too you sound like you're describing a, a reset of sorts and i would say a large one a large reset uh, a big i don't know what reset. you're talking about i'm only saying change the way governments tax okay make a stakeholder uh, share where where the the business like shareholders but more like stakeholders, stakeholders. that's more important you yeah. you change the way they do business and they're going to want to do business like this mm-hmm. um how nations value economic output how power is generated the way people get around fish farm and as well as what they eat what's the problem i mean it's all sh- the rest <laughs> is for you it just sounds so good and it's so just arbitrarily tied to that large reset thing we've been talking about. <laughs> it is amazing that this stuff, you know, it, you you were talking about this earlier about how uh, these things bubble under and people make up their minds. And it's a small percentage of people at first. And then eventually an event happens and it pushes a lot of those people who hadn't put a lot of thought into it mm-hmm. over to the other side because they say, well, what are we going to do about this, right? Like, what are we going to do about this problem? We need more of X, Y, and Z. You know, it's, it's what AOC is trying to do with this Texas situation, Correct. right? The, this just proves we need the Green New Deal, right? Everything just proves whatever they want is what is needed. And if you look at social media, you look at the, what the media is pushing, you hear that. You don't hear the pushback. That this system in uh, in Texas appears to be corrupt and incompetent, mm. and they didn't weather strip anything. <laughs> Real, yeah, <laughs> I mean, because it is more complicated than just windmills. We keep harping on the windmills. I mean, a lot. The bigger it's problem has been natural gas, but it's all tied to to this weatherization thing. Yeah, and, they didn't. And, they didn't do what they were supposed to do because of COVID. They did. They had virtual yeah, meetings. Virtu- virtual weather stripping i love that virtual well because they do spot checks as part of the program right and they were they only went to like i was at 16 percent of all of the places they were supposed to go and when i say they went there they went there via zoom they were just like uh okay hold your phone up to the part where you weatherized uh it's it was that bad and of course you know that that causes a huge huge problem that we're all paying for now so it's not i mean it isn't as simple as just 
you know, whining about windmills, though that is a big part of it. In Texas, it's a big part of it. Wind and solar have underperformed through this when Texans needed power most. It's not a surprise, uh, but it was it was bigger than that. It's a, a giant failure, and it always, as always, ties back to the government. And now you see what the government's doing. You know, some uh, good politicians, some bad politicians, all pointing figures at each other. Well, look at this. Uh, January 6th, we're now... We, we now have serious people talking about truth commissions. They are uh, saying the Capitol Police are saying they need the fence up around the Capitol now until September. Uh, they are now saying that the National Guard, they're going to release them, but not all of them. There will be a contingent that stays there in Washington, D.C. all the time now. Mm. And that's because of January 6th. You don't think that if something big would happen, you don't think that they would put draconian laws down and here's the problem these things are already agreed to by major corporations yeah these major corporations are not freedom's friend you would think they would be why would they want to do this why would they possibly want more taxes and more regulation because they're helping write it right now it's not going to hurt coca-cola it's gonna hurt, you know, diet right or what, whatever one of those off brands are that are not sitting at the table making the regulations now. Yeah, when the big corporations work with the government, they do their best to keep their competition down, right? As anyone would. I mean, it's right. it's very you, natural. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Why would the company want more regulations? What is Facebook running a campaign on right now? They are actually hmm. running an advertising campaign saying Washington. We want you to regulate us. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense, does it? Unless you know you're going to be at the table writing the legislation. And, you know, for all the, I mean, you've been saying this for so long. It's, you know, you've been on repeat since, you know, 2008 or Thank something. You. Thank you. I, uh, basically, CD track four, the Glenn Thank Beck you, speech about don't, don't, uh, just don't, essentially, don't give them an excuse. Look, I mean, look, yep. January 6th. There was much more death, much more violence in the Black Lives Matter rallies, much more property damage. All of that is completely true. However, you give them one excuse, and it was a big one. I mean, January 6th was really, really bad. It was bad. But for the people who have been arguing, oh, we just need to burn this down. We need to fight. We need to stop listening. We need to, we need to break the rules. We need to do all these things. Look at what has come out of just that one day. I mean, you're talking about a permanent uh, National Guard contingency in Washington, D.C. They're talking about permanent fencing around the houses where our representatives work and truth commissions and terrorist warnings and, uh, and justifications down of the Pentagon yeah. to weed out Trump supporters and a justification for every little dumb thing they've been trying to push through for the past decade. And they got it done because a few hundred people one day did something awful. I mean, it's it's and in some of the people were in there like, you know, who knows? You know, I mean, some of the people were outside and didn't do there was no violence by a lot of the people who were there. And thousands and thousands of people were there and didn't even know any of this happened. If you, but it doesn't matter. You can't give them an excuse. If you haven't read The Overton Window, uh, my novel, The Overton Window yeah, and The Eye of Moloch, it's happening right now. It's happening right now. Read those novels. 
I read, I, I wrote them so they could write. Jeez, thinking back of the pl- plot. I mean, yeah, think about the last yeah. part of the Overton window and mm. the beginning of the Eye of Moloch. Mm. It's happening right now. Uh, read those books. You can find them on uh, Amazon. All right, let me take a quick uh, break. Tell you a little bit about uh, Rough Greens. I've been talking about Rough Greens for almost a year now. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, almost a year. Uh, but let me remind you that I think it was Fat Tuesday was the big last hurrah before we all went into lockdown with COVID. It's been almost it's almost been, you know, 15 years just to flatten the curve. Uh, that's all we need is 15 years to flatten the curve. Anyway, my dog is a different dog a year later, a different dog. And I still see changes in him. He used to be a picky eater. That was the first thing that happened. That went away. He runs for his food bowl every time now. Um, now, if you think to yourself, I don't want to buy a whole bag because what if my dog doesn't eat, you know, doesn't like it? Well, what am I going to do? Talk to Dr. Dennis Black. He's the inventor of Rough Greens. He understands the concern. He decided to help you find out if your dog likes the product before you purchase anything. Your, by the way, your dog's going to probably love it. You'll get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you pay is for the shipping. You pay for the shipping. They will send you a free bag of Rough Greens to make sure that your dog likes it. If your dog likes it, then buy the bags of Rough Greens once a month, and you are going to see a tremendous difference. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement. Rough Greens. 1-833-GLEN, G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Or you can go online, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, just, just on what we were just talking about, I look up over to CNBC and they're doing an interview on diversity and corporate leadership and how companies need to be held accountable for social justice and d- diversity. I was just reading about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was this kind of like um, grandiose reset. Really? Yeah. It really? Was, it was involved in that. Probably yeah. Great Reset. Was that oh, it? That you can read it. about it at the World Economic Forum. It's... Mm coming warning it's coming it seems like it's here yeah uh, a little bit more than it's coming yeah and i think uh one of the reasons why bitcoin is doing so well is because people know massive changes are about to happen and the dollar is not going to make it we got on the air today and it was fifty-one thousand a bitcoin it's 54 as we talk about it now remember in march it was four thousand in march in march of in 2020 march. Less than a year ago, if you don't have at least a hundred dollars in Bitcoin, you're 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 missing out. You're missing out. (laughs) You've missed out on quite a bit. You've missed out on quite a bit. I I don't see why you wouldn't. I mean, at least a little bit. At this point, it's part of reality. If it becomes the world reserve currency, which we are a long way, that's wild speculation. But in five years from now, if that's the world uh, currency. You're looking at a million dollars of Bitcoin. Yeah. I now mean, that's, that's wild speculation. <laughs> it's wild speculation, but I will say when people were on saying it's going to be 50,000, I was like, that's wild speculation. It's on its way to 60. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> it, mean, is it is incredible. incredible. Nothing like lives. this in our lifetime. This is like the invention of the light bulb and you bought into Edison, which became GE. This is the Glenn Beck Program.